Welcome to All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. Our desire for you as you listen is to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit as we read the scriptures and to be mobilized to actively bring God's kingdom to the earth. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. And as you're finding your seat, welcome back. Our Guam team got back. Thank you, Lord. And then Yosef and Luke got back from their trip to Albania and other places. So we've talked about getting accustomed to sending and welcoming back teams. That's going to be our future. Some of you are going to be going on trips different places around the country, around the state. We got an invitation yesterday to actually go to a church plant in Ada and do some prophetic ministry training. So we are just grateful that God's going to use us and allow us to go and serve as church, be a part of planting churches and serving churches all over. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, this is Yosef Menga, and he is going to be sharing his story. And I've told him to just be aware at moments I might reach out and say, okay, go a little bit deeper in that. So this is kind of uh, live TV right here. We'll be doing this. It's a team effort. But I I just want to pray. So Lord, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you for Yosef. And we thank you that every word that we say is meant to bring glory and honor to your name, Jesus. And as we've been praying this morning, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us. And praise be to the mercy of the Lord Jesus. And we pray in his name. Amen. So, Yosef, glad you're here. Glad that you're taking the time to do this. You grew up in a missionary family, so why don't you start there? Yes. Well, hi, saints. (laughs) I grew up in... Hold on. uh, is it good? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, I grew up in a missionary family, so ever since I really remember anything, um, the gospel is being preached. People are going in and out of the house of my parents. Uh, my parent, when I was three years old, my parents moved from Albania to Kosovo to plant a uh, church. Um, so, um, yeah, I kind of knew a lot about Jesus and the Bible, but not necessarily know God himself. Um, So there was a lot of knowledge that I had. And actually when I was um, six, I said, you know what? I think I want to follow Jesus because that's all that I knew. Uh, My family, all they did was Jesus, morning Jesus, lunch Jesus, dinner, so Jesus, Jesus. I said, okay, why not Jesus? so, yeah, um, and um, something that um, I think we all faced, but I faced, was I wanted to be known. I wanted to be known by the society, the community that I grew up. I wanted to be known. Um, and uh, as I grew older, uh, in order to be respected and be known, and have friends, I had to compromise my values and compromise uh, morals <laughs> that I grew up with. 
Um, so uh, at the age of 13, when my family moved back from Kosovo to Albania, because we originally are from Albania, um, I walked into a church, and I remember I was 13, I, and I saw the mess of the church, and I said, if this is Jesus, man, I want nothing to do with it, you know? And I was just watching people, and yet I forgot that the, the prime example, the only example, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Is not Brock, is not my roommate Luke, is Jesus. I'm gonna look at him, I'm gonna fix my eyes on him, not on anyone else. But I saw the church and I was like, this is Jesus, man. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing even, you know. So at age 13, I was like, okay, Jesus, I think I had enough of you. Um, I don't really you know, wanna do anything with you. And it's very interesting because uh, later that year, I got introduced to pornography. And it's interesting that as soon as I rejected Jesus and as soon I gave ground to Satan, whoa, <laughs> and he just moved in. Um, so that was one of the things <laughs> that I was in bondage with at age 14 as culturally in Albania, everyone smokes cigarettes, tobacco is all over the place. Um, so I was like, why not? You know, everyone is doing it. What's wrong with it? And of course, if you reject Jesus, you don't have to live by the book <laughs> anymore. So like, why not? Let's do it. Um, at age 15, something happened. Uh, my family was called to move to Macedonia um, to, uh, again, plant a church and tell people about Jesus and his kingdom. So I just... I was a teenager, I'm like, man, I don't want to move. I finally made comfortable over here. I made, I just made some fence because we had been in Albania for four years. I'm like, I'm just getting comfy. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm, you know, I'm good. But as 15 year old, I mean, you can just say no to your parents. And so, yes, I moved with them. Um, so they went to Macedonia. And culturally, it's different. Uh, Macedonia is a country where um, there's a high percentage of Albanian uh, native um, race, I would call it, and Macedonians, uh, which are Slavs, and have it. There, so there are two different cultures. Uh, religion, Albanians are strictly Muslim. They hold to Islam as I, their identity. And uh, Macedonians are Orthodox. So, and um, in 2001, they had uh, a civil war. So wounds are fresh, you know, and there's division between the two populations. So we moved, um, yeah, yes, yeah, so we, we moved to uh, Macedonia when I was 15, and uh, I struggled with getting, being accepted, and I wanna make new friends, and I mean, I can't just be a monk, you know? Well, now I've been thinking about that, but. Back then, not really. So, <laughs> so, um, so, age 15, got introduced to cannabis. It blew my mind. Like, man, this stuff's good. I can do this all my life, you know. And um, age 17, for the first time, I got introduced to psychedelics. Um, so, shrooms uh, for the first time. 
And suddenly I realize that I'm not a soul and body anymore, but I'm a spirit as well. And once you start experiencing and meeting different entities, which I believe they were demons, and you talk to them and you commune with them, and, and it, things started getting weird. So I'm like, okay, there's something more that I'm missing from the picture. You know? And I always respected Jesus. I, I mean, I had nothing I, I mean, against Jesus, but I didn't accept him as Lord and Savior. But he's a good teacher. And um, I would go to the services that my family would um, be part of. And uh, You had a double life. Yes. You had a, which we're going to move to. So absolutely. as you shared that, though, the, the intensity of the aloneness, hmm. which you don't have to talk about, I'm just going to highlight it. People wouldn't talk to him for weeks and weeks and weeks. So upon that move, you were isolated, totally lonely and hurting. Yeah. Right. So that kind of helps. You also made the comment, it was kind of the pressure to be accepted, right? Which every, everyone deals with. You're going to get to talk about that more later. But why don't you talk about this next thing, hiding oh, yes. in your achievements yeah. at school? Yeah. Well, um, I've been playing uh, the piano, the black thing over there for since I was oh, seven and a half. Keep forgetting that. Yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> so... Um, and quite frankly, I, I was doing bad. I was doing pretty good. So like in high school, I would go to like state competitions and international competitions. I went to recitals. And uh, like the mayor of the city would give me like small tiny things and saying thank you for achieving this and that. So in the eyes of my parents and the community, I was doing well, man. You know, I was like I had all A's in school and I was so, but underneath that, I, you know, I used my, my school and what I did with my school to hide my filth, you know, and, and hide my hurt. Um, so, yeah, oh, awesome. Is that because we're getting too close or what? Cool. All right, cool, all right, here we go, figure it out. But yeah, as I said, I, I, I respected Jesus uh, but it's interesting because I learn new stuff whenever I, I share my testimony. I learn new stuff about it, things and glimpses that I never knew that you know that were there. And I started reading literatures and uh, different philosophers and philosophy because you know when you suddenly are like, okay, there's a realm there that I'm that I want to be part of, and it's touchable and it's 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 so tangible. And you're like, okay, so how do I learn more about it, you know? And I started reading, actually, so Emmanuel Kant as, like, the Enlightenment period. And with that was a Christian mystic, uh, Emmanuel Swedenborg. And he had a book, and he has a book written, uh, Heaven and Hell, where he keeps talking about, now, I don't know if he's, you know, heresy or no, but I'm like, man, okay, it's, you know, things are getting weird, and I like it. And for some reason, it's so... You know, the, the, the spiritual realm for me was so intriguing, yeah. so intriguing. Um, so, but with that now, if you know, um, I started reading stuff from Alistair Crowley and uh, Madame Helena Blavatsky, theosophy, and like intertwining Eastern mysticism and religion with, you know, the modern West stuff. And I'm like, okay, weird stuff. But 
for some, some reason it's super intriguing, you know, and they're talking about rituals and what you can gain from it if you please the gods. And I'm like, gods, I thought it was just Lord Jesus, not, you know. Yeah. So, so now I mean. <laughs> hey, let me just say something too. What you're, what I'm seeing is like a progression yeah. too. It's like the enemy will introduce you to something and then he'll take you deeper and deeper into the abyss, won't he? So now you're heading into the abyss. That's what's happening. And you have what I call convenient spirituality. So you get to do these things and poke into it without the cross of Christ touching your life. So young people that dabble, others dabble in the occult, it's a way of tapping in to the spirit realm without having the lordship of Jesus. So you're getting ready to experience the lordship of Christ, but you're headed to the abyss. And that's where the occult leads, right? So all this stuff you're reading, the enemy will put things in your hand. So why don't you uh, talk about coming to the States for your studies? Yes. So uh, the Lord, out of his grace and mercy, I will say, brought me into the States uh, because I met him here. Um, And uh, so in January of 2021, uh, I was accepted at Wichita State University uh, in Kansas. Um, to again continue pursuing a degree in piano performance, playing the piano. Um, so, um, in August of 2021, I paid a visit back home where I did a few recitals and really, um, I think I was coming to a point where I couldn't live without taking something. I couldn't do a normal life without, you know, being around certain people. And, uh, and of course, it was high, highly hidden because, you know, I would go to actually do a performance or, you know, and do something in regards to art. So my stuff was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but while in Wichita, like, I visited, like, uh, like I would attend a church that was supporting my family's ministry, and uh, and oh, one thing, All Saints has been in contact with my parents since '97, and uh, they've walked with my parents and supported them, in prayers and even financial need for since '97. So I just want to throw that out there. Amen. Anyway, Amen. so I'm just super thankful and grateful for you guys. <laughs> um, We're your home now. Yes. Right, at Amen. least for this season. Amen. So, um, but uh, something happened um, in August of 2021. I came back here to continue my semester. And uh, I lost all of my money that I had saved because... for confirmation. <laughs> so I lost all my money that I had on a drug deal. I was going to buy drugs and sell them on campus and it went south. Thank God I'm still alive. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing well, but I lost everything that I had. So now I'm, I'm faced and I am in a relationship with someone. I'm like, it's getting weird because now I have to depend on someone to help me and that took me even <laughs> deeper into spirituality, so to speak. And um, um, I was reading uh, Bhagavad Gita and uh, the Vedas, 
and uh, the importance of meditating and also uh, yoga, which my um, my friend would you know would do, which is essentially yoking with someone in order to be enlightened. Yoking. yoking so you're yeah. connecting yourself connecting, with yeah. Yeah. something in the spiritual yeah. realm. And this is, you know, in New Age, they say, you know, you meditate or you do stuff to empty your mind and stuff. But actually, if you read it, the stuff that was written 5,000 years ago, it's actually yoking yourself with demons, I would say, to, to gain certain skills or emotions. Um, so I'm like, man, okay, so I need help. <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and yeah, and um, and in in this mess, um, and it's weird because I'm trying to preach this whole thing to my brother Ben, which is like my my, my, my best best friend. But now he's also following uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's on fire. Yeah. Uh, I'm forever grateful. Um, that I'm preaching this stuff to him, and the thing is that um, I encountered the Lord uh, Jesus. While doing these strange meditations, yes. yoking yourself, seeking other gods in the yes. spirit realm, you yes. encounter Jesus. Okay, yes. tell us about that. And they, so there are three different, I would say, uh, encounters that led me to repentance. And this might take and might look different from people to people, and I don't know how the Lord works, but that's how He worked in me. The first time, um, while being in my room alone, I encountered the presence of the Lord Jesus. And I was, I was in a lotus position and there was light around me and there was peace and love like I've never felt before. And I feel, to be honest with you guys, now I felt spooked out. I was weird, <laughs> you know? As because I didn't know what to do with that, I've never been felt like loved like that. Mm. And for the first time, I was faced with grace, Amen. and I suddenly understood what grace was the love that the Lord was showing me was undeserved from me, I didn't deserve it. So now I'm like, okay, I don't know how to feel about that, like that's a bit messed up, you know. Like, I've heard about this stuff, but I've never actually. You know, felt it, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So I said, "Okay, Lord, I don't know if it's you, you know, but if you you are who you claim you are, this Sunday I'm going to go to your house because I call the church a house." <laughs> and I said, "Please convince me, show me, if you are truly the Lord God Almighty, if you are Lord." Show me, because I want to know, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm not seeking for you, but you show me, okay? Mm -hmm. So I go into this Presbyterian church, um, and I sit on the back there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was so, encounter with the Lord happened on Thursday. Sunday, I am in the service, and there's a prolonged worship service. And as a musician, I've also always been critical of the music. I'm like, you worship the Almighty with four chords, you know, like. You know, and, you know, and, and, you know, and suddenly, it is weird, suddenly, the Holy Spirit came upon me, the presence of the Lord came upon me. For the first time in my life, I was convicted of my sin. 
And just in, as in John 16 says, when the Holy Spirit will come, he will convict the world of sin because they didn't know, didn't accept the Son. For the first time, I'm like, oh my, I don't know Jesus. I don't accept him. And all the sins of my life are all just like before my eyes. And yes, in those four, four cars, you know, four <laughs> course songs, I love you, I love you, Jesus. Yes, in those. So now, so now I don't know what to do with it. I'm, I'm, I'm back on my mind. I'm thinking, man, you, you've kind of messed up your mind. You know, like you're fried. You know, I don't know what you're experiencing because I experienced stuff before, and I'm like, this is weird, man. So and I was convicted, but there was no repentance in my heart. There was no repentance in my heart. Yes, I knew that, you know, okay, I need Jesus, but I, I still was so in bondage to my lifestyle, to, to who I was. I was like, I'm not, because I knew, I knew, for, and I respect people that say, I don't want to accept Jesus because I have to die, because that's exactly what we have to do. Yeah. And I was not ready to be crucified with Christ. I was not ready to do that. So the Thursday after that Sunday, there was a meeting, much more relaxed meeting, Thursday meeting, again at uh, East Minnesota Presbyterian Church in Wichita. And I walk in there and it's in the afternoon. So I've been in the school, come back, I'm tired. And I walk into this uh, sanctuary or the room where we were meeting. And my feet starts to burn. And I'm like, oh, oh, the presence of the Lord is here. I, you know, I don't want to be again faced with, you know, I, and, and, and I sit in the back. And for the, now I'm obeying. I don't cry. Men don't cry back home. I, you know, and I'm sitting back there and I'm weeping and weeping and weeping because of my sin. And there was a godly sorrow in my spirit. Uh, I was just weeping, weeping, weeping. The, the worship started and ended. I was weeping. The preacher started pre preaching, you know, uh, revelation, something. I was still weeping. And again, worship, I was still weeping. And I couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. But there, the repentance was taking place. Mm -hmm. Repentance was taking place. So... In that day, I know that I was reborn. I was born again. I knew for a fact I was born again. Because I said, okay, Jesus, I want to die. Okay, you've died for me. You know, this is why the love of Christ compels us, you know, that he has died for all. And now, <laughs> if you die for me, I'm going to die for you. And I give everything that I have. I mean, and I didn't have much. First of all, I had zero money on my pocket. Right. You know, yeah. so, but my life, I'm like, Lord, here am I. I'm yours. And uh, that evening, I sent a voice message to my parents. You what? I, I sent a voice message to my parents. Like, guys, I'm born again. I accepted Jesus. You know, it's, it's for me, it was, was, was like things fell off my eyes and how I can see, I can breathe, I can, you know, and it's, I don't know, it was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and it was, you don't have to go into this, but I remember uh, one of the worship leaders came and somehow you end up embracing each other. Like yes. there was embracing and weeping and you experienced the love of God again through someone in the church. Yes. So this was all in 2021. Yes. That's September of 2021. Yes. And then in October, 
is where deliverance happens. So I know that's difficult, but if you can just share the essence of the yes. deliverance yes. that the Lord brought. Yes. So uh, every part of my life that was not under the lordship of Jesus Christ was under the power of the evil one. Now, previously, consciously or subconsciously, I had given territory to Satan to move and live in, in, inside of me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, uh, for a period of uh, three and something, three and a half weeks, I started experiencing weird stuff. So, ma meaning manifestations, I would have demonic dreams, even like people call it like paranormal stuff. Um, and, uh, and I said, oh my, I think I need, I need, and the thing is that whenever, it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I also manifested, and I couldn't say the name of the Lord Jesus. So that for me was a, oh, it, was, it was a problem, because I knew that there was power. And by that you mean you manifested a demonic presence. Yes. Because they were in you, and you had given space, so you're, yes. like we read in the Gospels, yes, exactly. you manifest a demon. Yes, and uh, I was not led to express or say the name of the Lord Jesus. And that for me was huge because I knew that there was power in that name. And now I'm like, so I would go to uh, some of the pastors of the Presbyterian Church. And I'm like, okay, guys, so here's the deal. <laughs> God bless those men, right? Amen. So yes, you, you reach out to them. Yes, I reach out to them. I'm like, guys. Weird stuff is happening, and some of them already knew because I had told them previously, please pray because I, I can't sleep at night. Weird stuff. So some of them like were aware of stuff, but not to this degree. So I'm like, please gather like five or six. I don't know what you guys bring, holy water of oil or Bible or bring stuff with because I don't know what's, you know. So meanwhile, I had talked to my dad, which was in Albania, and he was in a conference in Albania with old friends of his from the 90s when a revival broke through. Geni Begu, Sonny Vega was there, Landi Sula probably, Sonny Guy, Von Kolder, I don't know if he was there or not, but I'm pretty sure he was. So they are also praying there back home. And uh, I walk in and after a period of like four hours, uh, I was set free. Come on. Because he with the son says free is free indeed. And I strongly believe it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So, and he has made it possible to live in freedom. Amen. It's, you know, that's why he died. <laughs> to Come live on. in freedom. He made it possible to live in freedom, you know. So they had a, an extended deliverance time with you. Yes. Those pastors and leaders. Yes. And demons were being cast yes. out in Absolutely. the name of yes. Jesus. Yes. And you were experiencing freedom. Absolutely. And then. And I, just, and I just want to thank the staff there from all my heart. Yeah. I just, for being such open to to minister to me and to love me because that is a sign of love yeah, i is. mean you know even when jesus walked he had compassion on the crowds and he would heal and cast out demons so the compassion of christ was upon them so i just want to thank them um the guys from east Mr. presbyterian church i love you part of your story <laughs> but, though is you had been going at it alone and the enemy isolated you. And so the antidote to that is to introduce you to his church, to believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. And even if I'm sure you were a case and a situation they'll never forget, 
right? God bless those pastors. They came and did that, and you've been knit into the church. Why don't we, so that we have time for ministry, um, yes. those two. Oh, this yep. is the best point. Okay. I think so. <laughs> so, uh, one day, so the morning after the D-Day, I call it, I was on the, uh, on the, I was, I was standing, staying uh, with one of the pastors from the church in his basement, and I was in my bedroom, and I was talking on the phone with my father. He's in Albania because he wants to know how things have gone and stuff. And I'm like, I'm free. I, you know, so, so I'm sharing stuff with him, and I'm praying with him, and I'm worshiping with him, and he's worshiping. And uh, uh, I got filled with the Holy Spirit that day. Thing that I was not looking for. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's not looking. I was not looking for to speak in tongues. I was not looking to see visions. None of it. I was just worshiping and loving the Lord Jesus for, for setting me free. You know. So, um, and I'm on the bed. I'm trying not to be very loud because <laughs> I have people. And I don't know what you know what they think. You know. So I'm. <laughs> so I'm trying to compose myself, but I can't because uh, I'm just. I just. So full of love for God, and, and, and you know when when someone has paid the price for you and he has set you free and he's grabbed under his you know he, you know he he embraces you and he walks down with you. It's just you know mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. But the, I totally understand now why the Lord Jesus said, "Wait until the Holy Spirit comes." So they, so you will be will be clothed with power, Amen. and that power is what keeps me clean, what keeps me walking in freedom, what keeps me being so in love with Jesus, and to share this love with all of you, you know, and share the kingdom with everyone that's out there, you know, and this is the power that Jesus talked about. So Amen. wait. And you weren't looking for it, but he was looking to give that to you, right? So, and we leak, right? We talk about that around here. So you don't just get filled with the Spirit one time. It's a lifetime, just like we see the pattern in the book of Acts. So he'll fill you with the Spirit again and again and again to keep you connected to him in holiness and purity, right? I want to make sure, is there one last thing you want to say before we let people respond? Come to Jesus. <laughs> Come to Jesus. Church, why don't we stand? Why don't you stand up?